an emergency. BSBOT. Somehow, someway, Gregory, you and I recorded for an hour and a half plus last night. Some sync issues, which were fixed, by the way. And yet, on an NHL NYR Tuesday, reports have come out that New York Rangers have given Vitaly Kravstov ninth overall pick from some years ago to explore trades after being sent down to the NHL. Greg, how is your Tuesday? I just don't know how we got <laughs> here. I really don't. I it, it's it's incredible. I did the Q and A this morning with some of our Patreon subscribers, and Kravtsov was one of the first topics brought up. And I reiterated everything we said last night, which was this is just the opening night lineup. The Rangers are doing this just because they need meat and potatoes in there to go up against Washington. This is all a response to Tom Wilson. This is a one game response. The actual lineup will come out Tuesday, uh, uh, Thursday, and it'll be everything we thought it was going to be, and it'll be fine. And then there we are, Ryan, at fucking noon-ish. I'm sitting in a goddamn car dealership in Latham, New York, and Friedman has the gall to tweet, yeah, Vitaly Kravtsov's agent is looking for trades. Also, I have, I have so much that I need to get into this, but I'll let you go first because I don't even know where my mind really wants to start. I just... Again, have no idea right. how the hell we are even at this point. Yeah, I don't know how we exactly got here. There's there's a lot of reasons for me thinking that, right? So we there's a there's a tweet I put out a couple weeks ago, and I hate to bring up his name on and we will again on this podcast, but you know, fool me once with Jack Eichel, shame on me. Or fool shame on you rather. Fool me twenty seven thousand times with Jack Eichel, shame on all of us, and I want to call me when it's ready. That's kind of what the Rangers are doing right now. Again, with Vitaly Kravtsov. They already strained the relationship with him last year. No doubt about it. Or was it... He went back to the KHL. Like, he just went back. Totally fine. Whatever you got to do. Take care of yourself, boy. That's it. Get... get Whatever makes you happy. Okay. So you knew there was a strained relationship. You know what happened with Leas Anderson. Leas Anderson... And I I don't want to reiterate this. But I'm going to because I think it's important to the story. In my opinion, did not get a fair shake on the New York Rangers. Played a lot of fourth line. Never really got top three line minutes. Didn't really happen. Meanwhile, Brett Howden out there every single night. Giving it his all. Sometimes playing third line minutes as center. Unbelievable stuff. Especially when Filipino was hurt. And the Rangers have seen this story before with Leas Anderson. Knowing that you have hurt this relationship. Knowing that you have sent him back to the KHL last year. You have chosen. You have chosen. Chris Drury. The New York Rangers have chosen to protect Libor Hayek, a person that you and I, Greg, have spent many months talking about on this podcast as the maybe 11th or 12th best New York Rangers defenseman in your system. And the whole point is to protect him and hope that Kravtsov plays like, hey, I'm a team player, I'll go out of the, the AHL. You know this dude wants to be in your top six. Molly reported today that in the New York Post article, that there was a contentious exit meeting and he was expect he expected to be traded. He fired his agent to make sure that if that did happen, it would be go correctly. He got a new agent and he wants to play in the top six. Is it crazy that he wants to play in the top six? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe he hasn't earned it. I'm with you on that, everybody out there that's saying he didn't earn it. I didn't. I wasn't at camp. I wish I was. Maybe he didn't earn it. Problem is, you know who this guy is. You know what happened with Leah Sanderson. You know what you need to do to protect your asset. And you definitely tried to trade him all summer. You have to. You, if you're sitting at home right now, you best believe that guy was in all, like every single one of the uh, of the trade packages for Jack Eichel. 
So I, what are you doing? How does that happen? That I, I, the last point you were touching on there, I think, is the, is the most critical that to me needs to be addressed today. I don't know if it's by Drury. I don't think it's on Gallant to address it necessarily. But right. this is – we talked about this last night, Ryan, and we used Georgiev and Strom as the example. But this is now an organizational failure to take an asset that you either fumbled yourself – or has soured on your organization and you have allowed it to get to a point where whatever perceived value you had in it is gone. Whether this, I don't even want to get into if I'm team Krasov, if I'm team Drury, it doesn't fucking matter. If these undertones were there from the beginning of the off season, which we now understand that they were, how did you let it get to this point? How did you conduct your off season business in a way in which relied on Vitaly Krasov? I, I'm not going to relitigate the Pavel Buchnevich trade. I think it's a tired trope. It, it's neither here nor there. The Rangers oh no, I think it's important. I, I will push you on uh, that. But one. I'll say that I'm going to say this point off the rip to make sure I'm very clear. The Rangers' evaluation of Pavel Buchnevich was entirely independent of what they thought they had or didn't have with Vitaly Kravtsov. I think the Rangers were going to get to that Buchnevich conclusion, whether we agreed with it or not, regardless of what happened to or with Vitaly Kravtsov. I think the Rangers saw Buchnevich as too much of a redundancy in terms of what they were paying for in, the, in, the, in, in terms of what they got with Chris Kreider. And they were worried about the opening the top six box for Kako and Lafreniere, which they did by moving one of them to the right wing. I, don't, I think that litigation that we're having and we're going to have throughout the entire season about Buchnevich is independent of Kravtsov. Now, the better argument you can make here, Ryan, is should it be? And I don't think so. I agree with you, and I, I assume you would have that take, and I assume with everybody else. I also want to make note. I'm going to take a screenshot. For whatever reason, this is behind the podcast right here, sure. Ryan. Nobody really cares about this. Yep. But on Uber Conference, which is what we use or whatever the fuck it's called. Okay, now, yeah. Every, every now and then, there's a generic image that just posts behind the dude's face you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Your generic image today, Ryan, is your face surrounded by four fucking kayaks. <laughs> I am not exaggerating that. I, I, this is this is not a fucking exaggeration. And it, it, it it's a perfect transition to get to my point. Whether Vitaly Krasov would have been angry about being benched on opening night or not, this isn't about Dryden Hunt. This isn't about Julian Gauthier. This is about the Rangers not wanting to expose Lieber Hayek to waivers, which is just straight up fucking weird. It's weird. I don't know how to describe it. Besides that, there, there's something I missed here. There's something I don't know. There's something you and I don't know. And there's something that the beat writers don't know or they're not telling us. There's something out there. I'm, I'm sounding like the X-Files, but I really believe it to be true because the only thing that makes sense to me is this, Greg. Two, two individual players have influenced the New York Rangers offseason in a way that I didn't think was possible. The first being Tom Wilson, and we will see him tomorrow night for, for some fun times, I'm sure, at WWE, New York Rangers versus Washington Capitals. The second, as you know, is Jack Eichel. And it certainly is starting to feel like, as I'm sitting here, that the Rangers didn't have a backup plan for when they didn't get Eichel. There wasn't a, hey, so when the Eichel thing doesn't go through, what do we do next? What about that? Because... Like you said, 
with Kravtsov, how did they not solve this? Well, now the leverage is gone. Kravtsov was in every single Eichel package the entire summer. Every single one. I'm sure they tried to ship him off other places, too. Maybe it's they don't believe in him. Maybe it's just because they, they're trying to get a better... They, he's a young player. He's actually a valuable asset. But as of today, when Friedman comes out and says, well, he, he's been given permission to go look for other teams. And by the way, how does... What, what does an agent do? Does an agent just start calling up other teams and say, hey, what do you want to give the Rangers for Vitaly Kraftstoff? How does that work? It's, it's, it, he, Drew doesn't have to say no. They own his rights until he's 27. I think more importantly, the question is, why, why couldn't you handle this before just shrugging your shoulders and being like, eh, fuck it, it's on you. Find someone for yourself. Why, why can the Rangers not find a trade on their own? Is there price, like... It's either it's either that their price is so outrageous that other teams are like, no, you've soured on the guy. Fuck you. We'll just wait for you to come down to our price. Or is it that nobody in the NHL wants this guy, which I got to be honest with you, I refuse to believe. Find that very hard to I, believe. I understand it's a stupid league. It is a stupid league, but I, I can't believe it's that stupid. I, I can't either because as much as – you can make fun of all these lists from certain writers out there. And, I mean, anybody that's, like, a big-time NHL media person. Like, I'll use Promden, for example. Like, Kraftstoff was one of his, I think he was, like, I don't know, in the 50 to 80 range of players under uh, 23. I, I sent you the screen screen cap on your, oh, in your Twitter, by the way. Wonderful. Just if you want a real list. I do. I do, <laughs> do want to see. That is his, his, Rick. It is Lever, for sure. Um, and in this case, like, GMs, uh, there's maybe something you don't know. People pay attention in the league more than you know. Players, front office, media, like every everybody. They pay attention to things on the internet, lists, all this stuff, way more than you know. Another thing, hockey media, not a big circle. Not a lot of people, to be honest. I think, I think you and I would say we know all the prominent players pretty well in this hockey media world, right? It's not a lot. Of, like, there's not actual a lot of insiders. There's a couple people that... No stuff. There's a couple people that are attached to certain organizations. So these places, they know Vitaly Kravtsov is valuable. They can see him be like, okay, well, he's a nice piece. Like, top nine. He's a not top ten overall pick. Still young. He's under 23. He's got a lot of uh, potential. Hasn't played a lot of games. All right, maybe we can give up X, X, and X for this. When when Friedman comes out and says, uh, yeah, they've given him permission to find a trade, the most you can get for him is the, Le- is the Leas Anderson package, which is a second, and that's about it. I don't know. Like, or you're or you're trading broken piece for broken piece. Yes, now you're, you're or trading, you're making a hockey trade. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're doing the essentially what the Rangers wanted to do, but the Oilers backed out, which is trade Leah Anderson for Jesse Boyardi. I you'll have to find someone that's on the outs in another organization, and maybe that person exists, and maybe that person has upside like Kravtsov has. But to let it get to this point is almost inexcusable, especially when you consider. At some point, I, I, again, it, he hasn't coached a meaningful game for the New York Rangers yet, so it, we don't need to litigate everything Gerard Gallant has done to this point in time. But a week ago, before Kravtsov picked up a small injury in one of the preseason games, we were reading stories that Gallant was toying with the idea of using Kravtsov on the top line if Chris Kreider couldn't stick at right wing. That was a real talking point. That was a real scenario that we were led to believe could be possible. And now you're telling me that Gallant has no use for him, the Rangers have no use for him, and they don't want him? How'd you let it get to training camp? I, it's, it's asset management. And I understand that these are people, and we sometimes come off as tone deaf. 
when we talk about these human beings that have real emotions and real stakes in what's going on here. And if Vitaly Kravtsov feels like his employer is slighting him and preventing him from fulfilling his goals with the organization, I fully support his ability to go find work somewhere else. Totally. Go for it. Do you, bro. Get that bag. Get that check. Do what you got to do. At the same time, if you're Chris Drury and you're sitting on this and you know this shit's going down, how how you don't how you don't trade him while his value is perceived higher it his value will not get lower than this right now right there is nothing no he has to play can do he has to play like 20 games for the rangers he has to get called back up and he has to play 20 games for the rangers and he has to play well oh no i'm saying for his value to get lower oh he can't get lower than right now he can't get lower right now because the like he is not going to play hockey he's going to get suspended Therefore, greg yeah, therefore, there's nothing he can do unless, heaven forbid, and I'm not wishing this, but unless he gets, like, charged with a crime, there right. is zero chance Vitaly Kravtsov, in terms of hockey performance, can make his value any lower. The Rangers are trading him for five cents on the dollar wherever they trade him. It is embarrassing how that happens. And the organization is allowing that to happen. Now, if you want to call that a sunk cost, that was going to happen anyway, cool, great, grand. And again... I don't think it's fair to totally litigate this move with Buchnevich in mind. At the same time, the New York Rangers had one. This is the exact conversation we had last year when we talked about how the New York Rangers had in excess of one thing, and it was right-handed defensemen. And then Tony D'Angelo punches a teammate and gets kicked off the team. And all of a sudden, they don't have right-handed defensemen anymore. And this is the same shit where this entire offseason, we were saying there's one thing the Rangers have, wingers. And now they traded one of them and the other one doesn't want to play for the organization. And the New York Rangers at no point were like, we need to add more wingers. I understand Sammy Blay had a great camp. I'm excited to see what he can do. I like Dryden Hunt. Again, we said this on the podcast last night. This isn't, or I I think I either said on the podcast last night, or I might've said it in the Q and a, I've done a lot of talking about the Rangers in the last 12 hours. And my mind is now mush. Dryden Hunt is not a bad hockey player, right? This isn't an indictment of Dryden Hunt. Hunt is exactly the guy we have been hoping for the Rangers to acquire that can eat these bottom six minutes and eat them in a productive manner. He's not Cody McLeod. He's not the god Tanner Glass. He is a legitimately good hockey player at a very specific thing. And while that very specific thing is super limited, he's not going to take away from your lineup by being in it. At the same time, if Sammy Blay doesn't put up immediately – that's a lot of hope and dreams in Julian Goche, who you and I like, but at the same, a playoff team is not counting on Julian Goche to be a big game performer. How this team didn't address its depth on the wings in a meaningful way when it had a clear hole in its top six and now has a dramatically bigger hole in its top nine, I, I, it leaves me dumbfounded. I don't understand. This is not how teams that are supposed to be playoff contenders operate. I, I, it's, it really it, it struggles for me to explain it. I don't, know, I don't know what the answer is. There have been, there have been other players out there the Rangers could have acquired. I, I, I just I don't know how you let it get to this point. Again, it's, it's, if you want to be angry about what the Rangers will or will not get for Vitaly Kravtsov, I think that's totally fair. But just thinking about how this team's construction is on opening night, 
if one thing happens to the top six, one thing, they're, they're fucked. Like, I, there's, there's no wiggle room here. The Rangers have backed themselves into a corner, the same corner they backed themselves into last year that cost them a playoff spot where they needed everything to go perfectly. And then when things didn't go perfectly, they realized they didn't have the pieces to keep up. And it's going to happen again. It's an 82-game season. It's a long season. Freak injuries happen. Freak shit happens. We live in a pandemic. Someone might get sick even though they're all vaccinated. This this limited room for error that the New York Rangers are determined to work with is mind-boggling. And all they had to do, I don't know. I guess I can't say all they had to do because, again, maybe Kravtsov, this stuff comes out if he's benched opening night and he's throwing a hissy fit no matter what. Totally possible. But you're telling me that you sent Vitaly Kravtsov down to protect Lieber Hayek, which is what they did? Give me a fucking break. What are you doing? Why? So here's what, here's where we go from here, I think. If, and Kako forbid this, please. If something happens to the Wonder Boy himself, Kapo Kako, the right wing depth is nil. It's not really there. You have Chris Kreider who's moving to the right wing for the first time at 30 years old. I mean, I guess Goudreau could move to the right. Gauthier could play your third line. Do you really want Go- Go- Goudreau in your top six, though? That's the exact problem the Rangers have been trying to avoid. That's it kind of what I always thought would to... happen. I-, I thought Goudreau yeah. would be the second line right wing, and now it feels like that's a possibility. No, I, I, I think even worse is this year, the Rangers are supposed to use this year as like the true tell-all year for Philip Heedle, and we live in a world where a top six injury pushes Heedle into the top six on the wing and Morgan Barron gets called up. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just pushing off the question that the Rangers have been trying to answer for three fucking years now. And it's that, that to me, again, it's that's the asset management that the New York Rangers seemingly don't have. It's, it's not that you could survive if something happens in the top six, they very well could, but you're not answering the future questions that you need to answer this year. You actually needed these answers before this year, but you're now you're not giving yourself any choice but to answer them this year, it it really does go back to it, it, it asks the question, and I know Shayna mentioned this on our show last night. It's worth bringing up again. There probably is a Ryan Strom for Riley Smith trade that these the Vegas Golden Knights and New York Rangers could make at any given time, and maybe Kravtsov is what needs to take that over the finish line, or maybe oh, Vegas. Adds oh, that's a disaster. <laughs> but no, but think of it this way, Ryan: Are the New York Rangers better off? If Kravtsov's gone, which he is at this point, are the New York Rangers better off moving Ryan Strom for a proven veteran middle six winger to add depth on the wing, promote Philip Heedle to 2C, and promote Morgan Barron to 3C, knowing that Barclay Goodrow can slot in there if need be? Or are they better being in the situation they're in right now, where they don't have any wing depth, their best wing trade chip is protesting, and they are suspending him in response? And they have no viable way of filling that gap in the immediate. And not to mention filling that gap. Feeling like they don't have to fill that gap. It's, uh, it brings me to my next point, Gregory, which is I wasn't worried about Niels Lundqvist. I, really, I wasn't. <laughs> I thought he oh, played yeah, opening oh, night. Do you think Tenorti's going to stick in the lineup? I, I, how, can I say, how can I sit here today, Gregory, and tell you that there's a, he's guaranteed to play opening night? How can I do that? Well, he's not going to play opening night. We know that. You mean the home opener? That's what I meant. I'm so sorry. The MSG um, MSG opening night. 
I guess the argument there would be so the Rangers didn't want Kravtsov sitting in the box, right? Yeah. That's essentially why they sent him to Hartford. You would assume they would want the same for Lundqvist. So why would Lundqvist still be here if he wasn't going to immediately assert himself in the lineup following Washington? I You're not going to you, – you're not – I understand the New York Rangers have done a lot of batshit stupid things in the last 48 hours. It's incredible. No wonder this team doesn't let anyone come on this show because all we do is shit on them. Um, Fact. But – no, we're nice it, sometimes. It, I get excited. Sometimes. We're nice when it, they deserve to be nice. But when they do something stupid, we're like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, with Lundqvist, I, who benefits from him just practicing, right? That was the argument they made with Barron. They didn't want him sitting around if he wasn't going to play. And that seemingly was the argument with Kravtsov. They didn't want him sitting around if he wasn't going to play. So you have to think, if they're going to hold Barron and Kravtsov to those levels of expectation – why would Niels Lundqvist, they decide, their number one prospect, their guy they're most excited about, they go, yeah, it's fine if he's just sitting around. That's okay. We'll make it work. It's – yeah, they can't do it with Niels. They can't. They can't. He has to play. He has well, they should have done it with Kravtsov. I can't believe we're having this conversation. This, I can't and, believe – Honestly. I, I did not expect to have this podcast today, Greg. I didn't expect to see to talk to you until I got to the gym mill on Wednesday. That was it. Yeah, the, today was supposed to be the one day you and I had away from each other. I know. It you was like, I'm going to post Adam Fox shirts. They're going to be awesome. And I'm going to walk away and get get all my rest of my life done. And then this happens. It's just, I can't believe it. I, I, I don't know how it gets to this situation. If you knew this was going to be a problem, how did you let it become this big of a problem? And if, if, if you if you're telling me Chris Jury really sat down Kravtsov and said, "Here's the deal: go down there for three weeks, prove us wrong, we'll call you back up," and Kravtsov said no, took his ball and go home, you had to know that was going to be an option. He's done it before. Yeah, I do love that they just said. Yeah, th- this is what I was saying earlier. It's not a surprise. It cannot be because it can't, it, right. this has already happened. I just I don't I don't I don't understand how an <sighs> organization could be so obtuse. I, I, I really don't. It, it it blows my mind. Well, you, there's got to be something we're missing, before. right? A Tarasenko trade, maybe a, a Kachuk trade, something like that. Something, maybe there's something, but I don't know why, why now. Okay, if, if that's happening, why does this story, this is the NHL. We're dealing with NHL insiders. The only stories that get out are stories that people want out. So how do you let this story get out if he's going to be part of a bigger trade package? You can't. What that nukes his value. You can't. He has no value right now. Yeah. Well, Kravtsov. Li- listen, uh, against Kravtsov, he doesn't. He hasn't earned a spot in the top six just yet. Full. Full oh, stop. I, you. You and I would agree with that. Full stop. Has not earned that. If he's. If he's. If he's crying and moaning that he's like, hey, I should be a top six player. Sometimes you actually have to earn it. <laughs> I mean, Kako, Kako, look what happened to Kako. Oh my God. I mean, he was terrible the first year, but he's been on the third line for two years now. Now he's the entire right wing depth. He might as well play all four positions on the right wing. Kravtsov had to earn that position, and by all accounts, by seriously all accounts, Gauthier had outplayed him left, right, and sideways in camp and in games. Yes, he got hurt. That's not fair. That's how life is sometimes. But do not have the foresight to see what was coming on the New York Rangers side to protect an asset, of which you are doing with Lieber Hayek. You are protecting what you think as an asset, I don't know what else to say. I think the rest of this podcast could just be me sitting in silence because I'm dumbfounded that you and I had a eulogy for Libra Hayek last week, and all of a sudden we're sitting here saying, I cannot believe the New York Rangers are protecting Libra Hayek over Kraftstoff, and they've just... They, Libra Hayek's top-end value 
Like, literally the best case scenario, and I'm talking, woo, wow, holy crap, I can't believe this happened, is we got a third round pick for him. The best case scenario for Kravstov getting trade could be, like, him and a pick for Tarasenko. Just like, that's it? That's it? And, and all of a sudden, that's gone? Like, that's just gone when those tweets go out. And So I'm dumbfounded, and I don't know what else to say. I, I think you're being way too optimistic if you think the Rangers and Blues can get that trade done where it's just Kravstov and a pick for Tarasenko. Not anymore. And also, I, I just... It's ridiculous. It, it's all ridiculous. But the, the the final point I feel like I want to make is I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Sammy Blade didn't have a great camp. He had a great camp. He surpassed all expectations I had of him going into it because I had no expectations. But even if he he played phenomenally, and I am excited to see what Sammy Blade could do in a bit of an increased role with the New York Rangers. Because now I got to tell you, he's a super important piece with the New York Rangers. They need him to be fucking good. There's again, too, no wiggle room. Who didn't? No wiggle. Who room. wasn't? Who did not play? Goche, who did not play last year, at all costs. They like just sat him all the time. Nothing else happened. And they're then still going to sit him too, by the way, because it, the, that the the thing that really frustrates me is I understand players need to earn it. I I agree. I don't think Kravtsov should have been given a top six job out of camp based on the camp that he had. I agree. I don't think he did enough. No one's going to come to you and say he did enough to deserve that time. However, you know what you have in Vitaly Kravtsov in terms of upside. You've seen him do it at high levels of competition. At some point, you have to allow him to fail at the highest level. You have to give him the opportunity to either prove you wrong that it was just a bad camp or prove you right that maybe he's not ready. If you give him five games, ten games, even that is probably not a big enough sample size, but when he's your star player, you have to give it to him. The Seattle Mariners gave Jared Kelnick fucking 50 at-bats in which he got one fucking hit before they said that he was, all right, fine. He's not ready for Major League Baseball. We'll call him back up in a month. But you give your star prospects time to prove you right or prove you wrong. And that's probably the thing that continues to be my biggest complaint of the New York Rangers through now two different regimes. This is the guy you're supposed to give you a chance to be wrong about. He's supposed to be the guy that gets the leeway, that gets the leash, that gets the runway. Not Brett Howden, not Lieber Hayek. It's supposed to be the guy you invested your ninth overall selection in, in a draft in which you had three first-round draft picks. He's supposed to be the guy that you're like, all right, we're not 100% sure what's going on here. We're not really sure he's going to be the guy for the long term, but we got to at least give him a chance to prove us wrong. And it, it's not like the Rangers, again, didn't have an opportunity for him to do it. They moved on from one of their arguably their most complete and best winger who happens to play the same side that Vitaly Kravtsov played. There should have been a 10-game runway for Vitaly Kravtsov to show himself. And then if you want to be like after those 10 games and say, Vitaly, we need you to get more seasoning. We know you want to be up here in the NHL. You're just not ready. Prove us wrong in Hartford. I think that's a more prudent and constructive conversation to have. And I get that every game's important. I do. But when you're – you, Vitaly Kravtsov is supposed to be part of this team's long-term future. And if he's not – it's better to get 10 games to answer that than to get zero. The New York Rangers are giving themselves no time to evaluate his play under a new coach with new players. 
and he's just gone from the organization now. That is a colossal failure. There is no other way to describe it. You don't have to be Team Kravtsov. You don't have to be Team Jury. You don't have to think Kravtsov is a spoiled brat. You don't have to think Jury's a fucking idiot. It does, both sides need to understand that this exact scenario is a fucking doomsday scenario when it comes to, once again, fucking up asset management. They fucked this up. Jesus. If you thought this was going to be a problem <laughs> well, there, in Greg. the summer. Yeah. I'm, I know. What you, else do I mean? Sorry, Ryan. They, they screwed it up to a colossal extent. Okay, fine. You're right. They, <laughs> All right. They, fi- final they, question. They fumbled the bag. Final question, and then I got to go. Yeah. Who gets traded first, Kravtsov or Eichel? <laughs> it's Kravtsov. It's not even close. <laughs> okay. We're out of here. We'll see you, some of you at the gym mill tomorrow. Probably 21 years or older. Uh, vaccination cards required. We'll, game starts at 730. I don't know how many people can go there. Let's just say 4050. If it's packed out, we can't let you in. See you guys there. Love you. And, uh, boy, I don't know. I think we should all request a trade sometimes, but we're all stuck with this one. Love you guys. Oh, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> one of us might have. <laughs> all right. Love you guys. Bye.